Hi and welcome to Square in the Circle, a podcast about how business owners in the creative industry balance the art and the business. Sally Vanderpump, voiceover artist and actor, welcome to Square in the Circle. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, Ben. Thank you for having me. No, well, absolute pleasure. Um, and this is a, a really exciting episode just because we're doing something for the first time. Um, we're so for, for the listeners out there, I'm going to interview Sally as usual for this podcast, but then we're going to stay on the line. Um, and then we're going to record Sally interviewing me for her incredible podcast, Creative Twist, uh, which will be released in due course. Um, so that's exciting, isn't it, Sally? I'm really looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I think they make a good uh, double act, actually, the two <laughs> the two podcasts. So hopefully we'll, we will as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'd like to start um, with um, a quote I saw on your website, actually, by a chap called Andy Poplar. And he said, it's about passion. It's about finding something that really matters to you and trying to explore that. It's about really meaning it. So with that in mind, uh, in your work in life, Sally, what is the thing that really matters to you? Mm, I think that's a, it's such an interesting question. It really got me thinking, actually. Um, and what I think it is, is uh, human emotion and emotional expression and connection. And that sort of has been a thread throughout my rather varied career. Um, and I guess that is the core of storytelling as well. So whether it's acting, voiceover, journalism, which I used to do uh, as well, and um, or even sort of alternative therapies, which I've worked a bit in as well. There's a there's a core sort of element of storytelling as a means of helping people to feel, if that makes makes perfect sense. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you mentioned. Um, storytelling and um you've actually done some work with mental health charities haven't you i saw um, yes. and so i was going to mention this like much later on in the interview but now because there's a bit of a link there i thought i'd yeah. pop this in now but so working with well firstly tell tell myself and everybody listening a bit about what that project was um and and i suppose what you learned from that actually yeah that's a really interesting um, point to go to because I was working for um, or I was volunteering for Alexandra Palace which is just up the road from me um, and I was working on a project for residents with dementia in a um, in care homes so we had this amazing suitcase it was called a sensory suitcase and um, it was devised and I can't remember the name of the artist now but it was sort of devised in conjunction with an artist who worked with the VNA on storytelling as well. And um, in, in this suitcase was the story of Dolly Shepherd, who was this amazing woman in Victorian times who flew above Alexandra Palace with a parachute, which is just a sort of incredible thing. It was, you know, this incredible piece of Victorian entertainment. And um, so in the suitcase, we would have a parachute. We had, um, what did we have? All sorts of, oh, Dolly was working in the cafe at Alexandra Palace when she overheard okay. um, this showman needed someone to work with him. And so there's, 
there's tea um, to smell all sorts of sensory things to kind of engage um, the residents with and I just I just loved that project so much and the engagement that you got with people who might not um, really necessarily understand the story it was a really broad range of um, dementia you know some people were very coherent and uh, had a you know could talk very lucidly other people were nonverbal. Um, so it was a real range of people that we saw, but we'd go and tell this story and sing songs and use it as a sort of tool to engage. And um, and I just loved that um, so much. And actually, that was one of the things that brought me back to acting and voiceover because it really reminded me of that connection and you know how a story can open up channels of communication where maybe there weren't any. And um, and I remember things like the the care homes without fail, they were all the staff were amazing, like really caring and compassionate. But quite often something would come up in this session where the um, staff would say, oh, I had no idea that that had happened to that resident or, you know, memories would come up like um, they'd say, oh, my met husband at Alexandra Palace or, you know, things like that. This The story would spark things. And I just, I think that really made me think, oh, yeah, this is actually where my, where my heart is, you know, telling stories and sharing that sort of experience. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Did you, um, did any of the, um, if it's in Cahab's residence, I suppose, um, did they share stories with you um, that, that stayed with you um that maybe was sparked from the story you were telling them yeah i mean there was a couple actually who uh, uh, that lived together in the home and they had a story about going there to get going to alexandra palace together um you know and that was a sort of shared memory i think that was one of the examples that i thought of where the staff said oh they didn't know that about them and they started telling stories about their how they ran a bakery together and all sorts of things that had never had never come up before so um but actually it was often the singing that was the really powerful thing as well you know like you that, often hear that don't you the reminiscence yeah. and the music that does things to the brain that brings back all these memories and but it, and even if you don't have dementia a piece of music can literally take you back to that room or that yeah. person that you were speaking to it's just incredible yeah yeah so powerful isn't it mm, mm. just before a peek a peek behind the curtain now um but before this podcast we had a quick chat just to sort of plan yeah. it obviously because it's going to be the two podcasts and things and there was something that you said and i wasn't you know psychoanalyzing or something or anything yeah. like that there was something you said that i immediately uh made a note of i thought oh, God, oh yeah i'm going to explore that um and you you mentioned that you were speaking to a friend and she was saying that you're always after the that shiny new thing um so you're not um potentially you know focusing on one thing you're maybe flitting in and out of things or you know starting a project they're going on to another um yeah. now of course as a business owner you sort of have to be like that in terms of you know spinning plates and there's lots of stuff to do um but do you think that um that way of 
working has helped or, or hindered your business or your sort of creativity actually oh that's such a good question um I, yeah I think she she said oh you're like you're the queen of transformation that's what oh, she uh, said that's, a, that's a lovely way of putting it yeah and I said I interpreted it as oh yeah maybe it's my shiny object syndrome like oh I've done a bit of this now I'm going to try that I think I but and I think I definitely have a tendency to do that and um and I do sometimes wonder whether it is a hindrance because I'm liable to go oh well maybe I'll try this now maybe I'll try that um but I think there's there's a, partly there's all that connection. I think it's all linked by the storytelling and the wanting to create connections. So actually, there is a through line, even though I've tried lots of different things. Um, and I think it is part of the nature of creativity that you have lots of different ideas and try new things and don't be you're not afraid to try new things and experiment and i think that's actually really important to me that freedom to have to try things with and do them because you enjoy them and you know it may or may not work but you can just give it a go um and actually talking to i think um i was talking to someone on my podcast who talked about a book called who moved my cheese which i haven't actually read yet but about how that um, that actually that can be a benefit to make sure that you diversify and look for opportunities in different places. So both mixed yeah. mixed blessing, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe it also depends on um, how you are in you know your wider life as well, because yeah. everything changes, doesn't it? You know, I know if you're anything because I'm you know I stick with videography and photography but I do a reasonable amount of things within that um mm. so I wouldn't say you know I've niched down to headshots or or anything like that or or just wedding videos or anything like that um I sort of do a bit of everything and in some days that's lovely because you get that variation mm. but then there's other days where you just want that clarity of right this is I'm getting up I'm marketing to these people or I'm doing this project for these people um, and then tomorrow I'm going to be doing the same. And all I'm going to do is focus on that one thing and improve and improve and improve and be like, mm. not the master, but, you know, to be a really good standard. Um, and it's something that when I spoke to um, Ivan um, on a couple of podcasts ago, yeah, he's extremely niche um, and obviously it works for him. So it does it does vary, I think, um, mm. from from person to person and, and business to business. I know that the niche is a big thing, isn't it? I just, and I, I admire that. And yet I don't know if that is, I'm not, if I'm a niche person, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Mm. Like at the moment I, I am focused on it in terms of voiceover, particularly I'm focused on, I'd say a kind of well-being, okay. um, mental, mental health, um, health, is maybe my niche at the moment but um in broader creative terms i'm definitely like oh i'd love to try a bit of i don't know i've tried jewelry making jelly printing 
watercolor you know all i love just i love experimenting with different processes so this is not this isn't a too personal question but what i would um my i mean we don't know, know each other too well we obviously mm -hmm. we've met a couple of times but your your sort of persona is incredibly warm and laid back and relaxed and i know that's something that you do say on your website um for your voiceover and, you know you really do sort of come across that way um which is amazing do you ever get stressed out because i can't imagine you you're one of those people that i can't imagine you ever lose <laughs> losing it <laughs> i'm sure you do okay. but do, do you or do you have to sort of work hard at that persona or is it something that comes really naturally to you that's uh that's funny that you say that actually Ben. because no i definitely that's been uh very much a work in progress i think i've always given that somehow given that impression but i definitely i had a period after i had my kids i was really stressed like you know i had postnatal depression actually and and real like um anxiety and things but um which is one of the reasons i guess that i'm so interested in doing the i volunteered for mind and i worked with the dementia charity um project and the association for postnatal illness as well i've volunteered for them and that is also where my kind of interest in mindfulness and um, meditation and things stems from, I suppose. So, um, yeah, I would say actually I am pretty laid back most of the time now. Um, my kids might say different. <laughs> and we've got we've got um, a young dog that's been causing me a bit of stress. But generally, yeah, I'm quite. I guess I am quite laid back. <laughs> but I think that's why, because running your own business, you know, branding and, and marketing is so vital, isn't it? Um, yeah. And obviously, of course, there's huge, there's various ways to do that. But I think something that you've nailed is that you've potentially aligned, you know, the person that you are with the work that you want to do, which, and if, and I suppose if you've done that, then your values are sort of aligned it puts you in a really good position to um, be still doing this in 10, 15, 20 years time, because mm. that those that passion that you have, overused word, but those that passion will sort of keep you going because it is so personal to you, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. That's mm. that. I, I'm, and I'm really um, touched, actually, that you say that, because you never really know, do you, what your, um, you know, you can know your values and your, aims of your branding but that's nice to hear that you're that it sort of feels like it's matching from oh the... it does match yeah 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 and and so how, how do you balance the the well i suppose the art the art and the business you know we, we just spoke about marketing and branding or, or potentially you know difficult things to do the creative side is obviously presumably where you come alive and that's why you do it um has that been difficult um, and, and, and if it has been, you know, what has been the most difficult thing, balancing the art and the business? Mm. I, I do find, um, yeah, I definitely prefer the art. Let's put it that way. <laughs> the Both business side, yeah. Um, yeah, the business side of things, I think, um, is, is definitely a work in progress. I'm not a systems person, so I'm kind of, um in terms of admin and things like that that's 
not really my thing. Like I can do it, but it's not. Um, I have to work work at that sort of thing. Um, the but yeah, I, I'd say I'm constantly working working that out. To be honest. Sally, just before we go on to the final um, few questions, which I'm looking forward to, um, one one last question before that, if I may, mm-hmm. um, and it's something that always fascinates me with all actors and all voiceover artists, because there seems to be a huge contrast in skill sets that you need. So, um, for instance, if you're applying for, or you're doing self-tapes, or how, you know, you're sending out um demo demo tapes whatever you can send out a hundred and you may get you know one or one or two yeses a couple of maybes so so that strikes me as you have to be so resilient in terms of getting up again and then the other side of that is you need to be so laid back because you've just got Mm -hmm. to kind of let let that wash over you is that something that you have have got better at or is that again is that a work in progress um maybe as you've got more experience that's got easier um yeah if you if you want to explore that that'd be that'd yeah be well i think when i was because initially i was acting when i was in my early 20s i mean i did it as a kid and then into my but i went to drama school and did a postgrad in my early 20s and i think at that point it was very much i i was really desperate for things to work out and you know would really hang on to things um and now i've come back to it after a really long break like 14 year break and i came back to it because i really love it and not because i need it so um in a way like the acting side of it i i love it i love the process if I get something that's amazing, but I can't, I've, I mean, it really is a case of you, like you say, you put things out there, you might never hear anything again. So you have to get good at just trying to let it go. There was something a couple of weeks ago that I would have really liked to get. And that was a bit harder to kind of, and, and I know it was, you know, potentially close and that's a bit harder to sort of, yeah let go but I'm really trying to work on that as just to do your best um every audition or whatever is an opportunity and then if it if it you you do your best and put it out there and let it go do you you think your focus on sort of health and well-being and the yoga and everything is quite conducive to dealing with it reasonably well because i would have thought if you're more highly strung and of course i totally get what you're saying if you're younger and you need it to pay the bills um you know it, it's i need this job or i can't pay the, you know the rent this month. yeah that's... well that's a different thing as well isn't it that's different i mean yeah that is a it's a difficult career to pay your bills with sometimes <laughs> that's the that is um true so um but yeah, definitely in terms of the health and wellness, and I think there's a, quite a big emphasis on that in the industry now as well, that actually you need to have a good, you have to have tools to help you with your mindset and help you with your mental health um, to deal with those pressures. 
so I'm quite interested in that actually from a my in it that way round from a mindfulness perspective how that can help performers so yeah that's definitely something well yeah because if you're going into a I presume if you're going into an audition with a really clear state of mind um, and potentially you're in you know the flow state or you know you're just you're just nice and calm that's going to and there's no desperation there that's going to put you in so much of a better position just just like a sports person you know it's all about mindset yeah. it's all about how you cross that line isn't it um, and it would be the same for acting or any creative pursuit it's doing doing that foundational work Mm. um putting yourself into that you know the best position possible yeah Mm. god it's a fascinating it's a fascinating um uh industry acting i've done a tiny tiny bit of directing and things and 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 one of one of the actors i was speaking to say the best thing you can do as a director is take acting lessons even if you never want to do it but it just just puts you in that position where you can empathize and think yeah um yeah, I sort of know what you're going through, and it will help your directing too, because you know, yeah. then know what potentially the actors in front of you want to hear, mm. see. Okay, so well, we've come to the final uh, four questions this episode. It's usually three, uh, but today it's four, which is um, well, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go on to uh, the first question, which is. Have you ever had a conversation where someone's quote unquote throwaway comment has made a huge impact on you um, without them knowing? Yeah, and it, I found this question a bit. Um, it took me a while to think of something, but actually what I've come to is um, a comment on Instagram. So. Oh. Yeah, I did. I did a post a while back where I said I kind of reintroduced myself and I said, "Why are you here on Instagram? Like, what do you what do you want? I want to get connection and meet people that I'd like to work with." And someone I hadn't met before left a really lovely comment and said that he he said he works. He's an artist um, working with trying to improve people's mental health with art. And through that, we started, um, we did a collaboration together. His name's Garfield, and uh, he's got this project called The Art of Gar. Mm. And um, we did a, I voiced something in response to his, one of his artworks. And that really made me think about mindfulness and meditation. And, and at that point, I went and did a course. Wow. So that, his comment on Instagram kind of, gave me a, a new um, direction in a way. And he does know that because I told, I, I mentioned it to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's a, quite a convoluted. <laughs> no, no, but that's that's absolutely perfect because that's why I'm asking, I'm going to ask this question in, in the future because I think it's fascinating. People just don't know the impact that um, a little line that they've literally said without even thinking can have. Mm. Um, and it can completely shift perspective. Um, or a comment that, you know, he wasn't to know that you were umming and ahhing about doing this post. It's so true, though, that someone can just say something in passing that will have a have a huge impact. From well, I always I go back to when I was listening to the radio, and um, it was, I don't know, 10 past seven in the morning, 
and it was a it was a sport radio show so it's not one of those radio programs that you listen to that you you, you know go to for philosophical <laughs> um eureka moments or anything like that but it was um they were just discussing whether they were going to go out for a drink that evening or something like that and the dj said oh you know come along you know and they who the other guy wasn't quite sure and he said you know come along we're only here for a visit aren't we i thought wow Ooh. wow and that is stuck with me for years and years and years um about you know if you're arming and arming about something well no we're only here for a visit aren't we so yeah well, that's a great phrase isn't it? there you go now i've passed it yeah. on so it, it's and and so ever since and obviously you know we weren't having that conversation you know together so he'll never know that impact unless mm. he listens to this podcast of course um <laughs> um but um yeah and uh it's so from that moment i'm, I'm interested in those throwaway yeah. comments actually mean, mean something to people actually i'm just reading at the moment a book called the uh the happiness it's Gretchen Rubin and it's the happiness project I think it's called and she's got a, she keeps lists of those sorts of phrases whether they're from famous people or you know the the phrases that just kind of pop up in your head and mean something true to you which yeah mm. that's good it's kind of like a motto for life isn't it we're only here for a visit yeah it's not too bad is it <laughs> yeah Okay, on to the next question then. How do you define success um, and what does it look like for you and your business? Um, again, this I think is a real, was a real sort of thought provoker. I think I've got lots of goals in my business that I have not achieved yet that I'm working towards in terms of, you know, number of clients, um, financial, financially, um, artistically I've got there are lots of things to aim for so by measuring it by metrics like that I'm not it's not yet success mm. but from on a day-to-day -day basis of doing something that I really enjoy and connecting with people that I really love connecting with and um, being interested and stimulated it is it's successful now i think you touched on this in an episode before about creative confidence and i think i have i there's often a little niggle at the back of my mind going get a job wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah like go back to do something that's reliable there's off and that's partly one of the reasons that i'm doing um, this season of the podcast again, at like new season of the podcast to talk to people about how do you square the circle, like how do you make the creative business work? Because I can't, I come from that very like go a sensible route, okay. have, a, have a backup plan, you know. Uh, so that that's a kind of conditioning probably that's there to just say um but i'm i'm not i'm kind of i'm doing i'm i'm sticking with it mm, mm. so one last i really and I, I one last question about this subject because i do think it's really interesting creative confidence is there anything that you do to pump yourself up as in pump your own tires up or do you have a community that you can lean on or what what are those methods to 
because you because you are you you, you carry on going you you you're still mm. this and you continue to move forward so there must be potentially there must be things that you do to um amplify that creative confidence mm. um well to big up the creative collective that has actually been a massive um that's been a massive boost for me because i don't think i thought how i hadn't really started to reach out to people in the way that you've been uh, encouraging everyone to do with the networking and then have one-to-ones i hadn't really been doing that i've been email emailing people um but so that's been a great thing to just start making connections in in that way um yeah i've got i've got kind of various groups of um friends from drama school i've got um you know the the voiceover community is incredibly supportive i've discovered and um you know there are various um forums and things where you can get a lot of support um thank you for that sally as i said that's very um honest um of you um and hopefully that will help other people too um the next question is for your chosen profession and that can be um acting or voiceover or jewelry making mm -hmm. jelly painting whatever you like um what is the book <laughs> that has the has what is a book that's had the biggest impact on you um i i cheated a bit and had chose two actually that's, I, I love that i love that so i've got an oldie and a goodie which is um, Uta Hagen, Respect for Acting. I haven't actually read it for years, but I will, uh, I've sort of dipped into it, but not read it all the way through since drama school. So I might actually go back to that. Excellent. And then this one um, really helped me or sort of made me come back to creative um, practice, really. It's called Sparked by Jonathan Fields. And it's a it's kind of an archetype type quiz that tells you your like what lights you up in life and right. mine comes up as performer as the main one and maker as my secondary. And at the time when I read it, I was maker first, but thinking about performance. So it that really had a big um, impact. Um, yeah. Was it one of those books that you thought? This actually has been written just for me. <laughs> this is this is perfect <laughs> for the yeah. for, you know, the time of your life and what you needed from that from that book at that time. Yeah, it was exactly what I what I needed. It was a kind of aha. Oh, that's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's um that but that would be really interesting for all people in the creative industry to do, wouldn't it? Because it might be that yeah. you're in the creative field, but you're maybe you do need to niche a bit more or you do need to um, work out really what lights your fire. Um, mm. and, and then we come back to what we were saying earlier in terms of aligning your values and, and, and business. Um, yeah. Yeah. What's it called? Sparked. Yeah. Sparked. Um, yeah. Discover your unique imprint for work that makes you come alive. It's called. nice. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at the time I was, I was making jewelry, but, thinking that that wasn't quite right mm. and it sort of said your your making needs to um facilitate your performing if that yeah. makes sense yeah okay brilliant yeah all right thank you for that and uh and we've come to the very last question sally 
Um, so before that, um, where can people find you online? Um, I'm Sally Vanderpump on um, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter. That's probably it for social media. And um, and my website's just sallyvanderpump.com. Brilliant. And uh, anybody listening, if Sally puts an Instagram post out, make sure you do a nice comment because who knows that impact. It could make a huge impact on you, couldn't it? So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thanks, Sally. It's been a, a fascinating chat. I've really had a good time. So thank you. Um, the last question um, is in one sentence, what one piece of, of advice would you give a person starting in your industry tomorrow? Again, another brilliant question. I think if it's uh, acting and voiceover, the same applies. Find the people that you want to work with and go there. Yeah, find your community, find your people. Yeah. yeah. Mm, brilliant. Sally Vanderpump, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, but don't go anywhere because you've got to ask me questions. As I yes. said, at the very top, um, we're going to be doing this all again, but the uh, the roles will be reversed. Sally will be asking, asking the questions. I'll be answering the questions. Not as well as Sally, I may add. Um, so, um, but that's going to be released uh, in due course. But for now, Sally Vanderpump, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you've hated it, keep quiet. But if you've loved it, you can support the show by sharing it with anyone who may love it too. Have a nice one and I'll see you next time for another episode of Squaring the Circle.